1: fade away this the best Celtics podcast day to day i get excited about it every night about it. a real seas fan wouldn't want to live their life without it banner 18 in the making we got to make it best squad in the east and still we can't get complacent most winning franchise so the history's ancient you could tell the other guys are going plan a vacation yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King. Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring. The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear. Well-respected in a city, like Russell's career.
2: It's Rain and Jay, Millie's. Welcome
0: back. This is the Locked On Celtics podcast. Here for you Monday through Friday, and we're very happy that you make us part of your daily routine. Today, we're coming to you after the Boston Celtics lose to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, lose to the 76ers. Doesn't happen very often. 118-115, we'll talk about everything that happened. Joel B taking 5,000 free throws. Uh, Marcus Smart losing his mind. Aaron Baines' injury. Al Horford, all of that stuff. Kyrie being brilliant for most of it. We are the Reign of Jays. I am John Corrales. I'm a beat writer covering the Celtics for MassLive.com. Joined, as always, post-game by Samuel Jamison Packard Third. Jam. Also known as Ladies Love Cool Jam.
1: Jam. <laughs> I don't
0: know why.
1: I can't keep a goddamn straight face. I don't know why. It's what a good bit. It's, <laughs> it's the repetition. Repetition is the key to comedy.
0: <laughs> just, I, I think I know which way you're going, and you just you hit me. Oh, man, that's
1: good. I don't even know what way I'm going. <laughs> that, I,
0: don't, I feel like that's pretty much your motto. Uh,
1: right. uh, yeah, it's worked out for me so far.
0: <laughs> so the Boston Celtics lose uh, 118-115. Clearly, we're not very upset about this game, uh, mostly because it took – Uh, The best the Philly starters could give, like literally the starters, 110 points from the starters. The Philly bench gave them eight points in this game. The starters had to go completely insane, led by Joel Embiid. 37 points, 22 rebounds. He took 21 free throws. The Boston Celtics took 16 free throws and uh, the Sixers took 43 overall, and they shot 90%. Like, they outscored the Boston Celtics by 26 from the free-throw line and won by three. So I'm, I'm looking at this like it took everything they had, and it took Marcus Smart losing his mind, and it took Aaron Baines leaving the game with a sprained ankle, and it took Kyrie kind of going cold down the stretch, and and Jimmy Butler having 15 in the fourth quarter, like all of these things had to happen for them to win this game by three. So yeah, they lost and it's disappointing, but I'm looking at it like, Oh, all right. Congratulations, Philly. You got one. It took all of that stuff for you to get one. So great. Good for you.
1: Yeah. I didn't think it was like a terribly played game by the Celtics. I mean, it's clearly a close game and there was down the stretch, the, you saw Kyrie Irving, a guy normally who's, uh, plays quite well, uh, especially down the fourth quarter. He only had five points in the fourth quarter. Uh, what he finished with around 36, but he was one of six, uh, from the field. He missed two easy layups. Uh, he got blocked by Embiid on kind of that big play when they were down three. I thought yep. he was trying to go for contact more. He, he kind of went back to his right instead of staying to his left, but it just wasn't great late game execution. And then, um Jimmy Butler just made big shots after just not being there for the entire fourth quarter. He comes in and scores 15 in the fourth and two huge uh, threes there to kind of tie the game. I thought him and Tobias Harris did a, a pretty solid job of uh, – Tobias Harris just did a good job of kind of – he was exchanging be- uh, buckets with Terry Rozier at that point. But um, it was really tough. Like the, the Celtics had to play – like semi-played uh, five minutes in the fourth quarter. They Like Brad tried to sneak Al Horford some rest and had to play five mi- or two minutes of Daniel Tice in the fourth quarter. That just really didn't go well. Uh, Tice was a minus six in his two minutes. Um, yeah, the, the lack of depth. Hayward being out with a concussion, I thought, really hurt them. But you're right. It's just, I can't get too upset because I feel like you bring Smart back, you bring Hayward back. I think we can talk about Baines' projected grade two sprain later, and I'll— um, very ready to play Twitter Doctor on that, but I think we can do that segment too. Uh, you bring that kind of the those guys back. I think the defense improves down the stretch, uh, and maybe the offensive execution is, is a little bit better. I mean, they they didn't play great defense uh, in the fourth quarter. They gave up thirty three points, but there's some plays in there where I like. There's some offensive rebounds that I thought they just they gave up, which led to some Butler second chances. Mook wasn't great against uh, defending Ben Simmons, but I don't know. I just I don't think it was like one of those games where we saw the Celtics give horrendous effort or they just really uh, were terrible. I think it was just they they missed some shots and they could have been a little bit uh, sounder on defense. But you know what? Maybe they were a little bit tired because they're missing three of their major pieces.
0: Yeah, I think even if if Baines didn't get hurt, those minutes there where Tice was in would have been different enough. So, uh, but but the, the, look, this is what happens, and you have to. You have to get past it. You can't... I, I, there, there's a part of me, I was just about to say you can't make excuses, but it's not that you can't make excuses. It's that this is what happened. The, the, they were hurt. Marcus Smart did something stupid. Gordon Hayward is hurt. And they just they don't have the type of depth at the right position. Like, they just... Daniel Tice does not play well against guys like Embiid. I mean, you... Not many people do, but against like Mark Gasol or uh, Andre Drummond or any of those big, tough centers that can really back you down, that's, and especially a guy like Embiid, who not only is big and strong, he grifts like a motherfucker. So he'll, he'll go out there and, and sell fouls. Like he, for a guy that size, I know we've got Marcus Smart, but he, he is right there on Smart's level when it comes to throwing a, a flop in and selling fouls from time to time. So, But Tice, Tice just can't hang with him, and those minutes but really it hurt.
1: W- it wasn't even – like those Tice minutes did hurt, but like the, the Celtics only lost by three points, and they're in this game, and I think Kyrie just said it after the game, he he missed some easy ones. Like mm-hmm. They still were very much – they had, I, the had a chance to win this game and you expect Kyrie Irving, uh, just to make those in the fourth quarter. And for some reason tonight, it just didn't happen. Um, and so I agree that you don't want to like make excuses. Like, I, I think it was just like, yeah, like sometimes it's a make or miss league. And sometimes they didn't go in. I so it like, it's not, if the Celtics were to play the 76ers in the playoffs, I just, there's no level of concern there. I think that's the Celtics clearly show that they're, uh, just as good as the 76ers, and the past two seasons, the Celtics have won the first three matchups, and then the 76ers have come back to won the, win the fourth one, I don't know, it's just, like, sometimes, you, the, some of the, the the shots don't fall, I mean, Tatum missed a three, like an open three, There's just, they had opportunities, it wasn't like they were completely crippled by their lack of uh, depth, it was just like, um, I don't know, just sometimes it didn't go in, and then, like, the the... I mean, I don't know. The, the the free throws thing is, like, I'm trying to remember, like, specific instances. There's a lot of times where it's, like, Embiid, like, him going to line 21 times is absurd. And I agree that he is, he's pretty good actor, uh, but I don't, like, I can't think of, like, re, like really absurd foul calls on him that I was, like, I thought were ridiculous. There was the one um, when Marcus Morris tried to jar charge, I mean that that's the risk of grifting. You're just going to give up a dunk like that. I thought it could have been called a charge, but who knows? Um, There's one where they, he kind of banged knees without Horford that I really didn't think uh, was a call. But I don't know. He, he's a giant guy, and it's very hard to guard him. So, of course, you're going to be physical with him. I feel like it kind of depends on how the ref's going to call him. The, the non embeat addition, I mean, every other member of the starting lineup had uh, four or five uh, foul attempts. And there's just some dumb fouls by the Celtics, like fouling JJ Redick for three at the end of the half. Yep. Um, Tatum bit on some up fakes. There's just like some biting on some Jimmy Butler up fakes coming off screens of Embiid. It was it's like it's bad enough to like let Embiid get to the free throw line that many times, but you let all those other guys. That's how they end up shooting forty three, and it's it's insane that they sh- they I mean give them credit for making ninety percent of them because they only shot thirty eight percent from the field, which is like if you're just talking about half court defense, it feels like the Celtics did a pretty damn good job. If you're forced to 38, but you can't you can't be letting the team get to the line 43 times. Like as much as there's like a complaint and the disparity, there's always going to be a disparity because the Celtics just can't get to the line whatsoever. Um, and they have Joel Embiid, but you can't be like giving them free ones like they did for Redick at uh, that another half.
0: No, that's that's bad. And look, the Celtics did bad things. They, um, Marcus Morris did not have a good night. Uh, he, uh, uh, Jason Tatum had Jason Tatum had a good night, I think on offense attacking, but I don't think he, he, he made a a fair amount of mistakes defensively. Uh, so, but no team's going to play perfect. Uh, I, I, but the Celtics had, uh, had chances in all of this, the Celtics had chances to win. So, Take away the all the other stuff. The Celtics could have executed better down the stretch. Horford, I mean, uh, Hayward, Baines, Smart, whatever. Like, yeah, Smart, if Smart was in the game, he would have guarded Jimmy Butler. and Some of those shots might not have fallen. At the same time, the guys who were in there need to do a better job. And Brad Stevens said afterwards that he he probably should have played Shemi down the stretch instead of Marcus Morris, who was... Not good. People, people are just really churning hard on Marcus Morris right now because uh, he's he's up and down. We'll put it that way. People, people, uh, people are going to get on me for that. But he does still do. Good I thought things. he was back. I thought he was back. Yeah, he still does good things. Like if you if you look at the entirety of the game, he still had some good things. Uh, he still does some good things. Um,
1: but he probably shouldn't be in your closing five. You have Gordon Hayward. You have Marcus smart. You have guys who you would imagine if you're closing down, you would, he would not be there.
0: I would think that as we move forward, it's the closing five that are going to, that's going to be where he loses his minutes. It's going to be, it's going to be, yes, Hayward. It's going to be Jalen Brown down the stretch, Marcus smart, like all of those guys. I guess the question tonight down the stretch, uh, People are saying Marcus Morris shouldn't have been in there. Okay, I guess Shemi Ogilvy should have, but there, you really don't have many choices there. Shemi gave them a bunch of good minutes, and I can see him definitely getting minutes down that stretch. But Brad Stevens trusts Marcus Morris to make the plays. So
1: Let's... Also, when Shemi Ogilvy was in the game, they basically could hide J.J. Redick on him. You like down the stretch, you notice that the, Redick wasn't even in the game, uh, defensively just because they could, they were searching him out and abusing him, uh, Jalen Brown, um, posting him up. Yep. Like Shemi is just, he's not like that as good a player. Mook, you at least have to respect him and guard him with a bigger guy. I think, like, I guess you can complain about Mook down the stretch, but I just don't know. Are you, re- you're really going to play Shemi down the stretch? It feels like a bold, uh, a bold move that it's easy to make in hindsight.
0: It is. It's very easy to make th- make uh, these th- decisions after the fact, but uh, like I said, it came down to the make miss. Kyrie missed some makeable shots. Jimmy Butler did not, and they won by three. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of the other things that happened. In this we got to
1: talk Marcus smart fight. We haven't even mentioned it yet. We haven't the really... actual incident.
0: Yeah. The actual incident. We'll talk about that. Uh, Terry Rozier went off. We'll talk a little bit about Terry uh, and we'll talk about much more. Your tweets, the junk drawer. When we come back on the lockdown Celtics podcast.
1: Let the Locked On NBA Network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Marcus Smart and Joel Embiid got into it in, in this game, uh, and it was not pretty for Marcus Smart, who got a flagrant two and was ejected. So the way it happened was uh, Joel Embiid leaned into Marcus Smart and gave him an, a little elbow that <laughs> right in the side that didn't get called a foul. That was a pretty big... Pretty blatant foul. Now, Marcus, of course, sold it pretty well and didn't get the call. He also didn't like the fact that Embiid had uh, an elbow for his ribs. So he went back at Embiid and pushed Embiid
1: in the small of the back. And he-, <laughs> he didn't just go back at Embiid. He got up and immediately shoved Embiid in the back, yep. making him fall over. And in retrospect, right now, I mean, yeah, probably cost them the game. Yeah. I'll give you that. And, but it was objectively funny. <laughs> it
0: was like the Embiid, like, both guys, both guys like really tried to sell like Marcus Smart is a strong guy. But uh, Embiid made sure like he went like into the first row and he was pushed from the lane. He, <laughs> Marcus Smart is not that strong.
1: Uh, but I don't even I, I think he might be like, I don't know if you're unsuspecting and Marcus Smart pushes you as um, hard as he can in the back. I think he might go flying.
0: No, not like this. That's a that's a sell job, which is fine. It would still I, I don't disagree with the flagrant, too. Um, you you can't do that, and especially in today's NBA. You can't do that. So maybe once upon a time when I was a young kid, you, you could do that and you'd get like a foul, uh, or maybe a tech. But uh, that that ended up costing the the Celtics the game because it was you lose Marcus Smart and after the game Brad Stevens was great after the game first of all he says disappointed in smart we need you know we need you out there but then later on he says uh, you know that's what we love about Marcus Smart his fire and you know a time or two a year it's going to it's going to bite him <laughs> basically saying this shit happens with Marcus Smart and it's going to happen once
1: or twice a season and you you kind Did he say Did he say a, a time or two a year or a crime or two a year cuz I heard crime the first time and it's only no, funnier if it's crime. <laughs> it's
0: you can say crime but it was a time or two a year but that'd be fu- that'd be really funny if he said a crime or two but no he said, I think pretty sure he said a time or two a year.
1: Uh, crime is way better but if you crime think about the perspective better. last year his crime was punching uh a, a picture frame and he was out for like eight games so yes. being out for like the last uh last the second half of this game is nothing in comparison and so i mean it was a, it was just foolish but it's like i don't know that's that's classic Marcus Smart. Like, that's just, he was hyped. Like, that's just what <laughs> so he does. Like, he's not going to do it the rest of the year. He got it out of his system. I'm sure, I think he was, the, the play right before it, he got called for a foul where he was, uh, basically it was him and Joel Embiid going for the ball. Like, yeah. you can always kind of see the Marcus Smart flare ups coming. It's when he gets frustrated, uh, like two plays before either he gets like hit in the head or he gets called for something he doesn't like. Um, but I don't know. It, I thought it had a a big impact on, on their defense, but I don't know. I, I, I can't be too upset with Marcus Smart because uh, Marcus Smart is amazing. <laughs> now, the thing I am upset about is what Brad said after the game, that Aaron Baines has a grade 2 ankle sprain, grade and two. some quick Googling says grade 2 is worse than grade 1. Yes. Um, but actually, it's, it says that grade 2 means you have a partial tear on the ligament, which sounds terrible, and I've been seeing things on Twitter where that means it's like anywhere from from like a two to six week recovery, which is not great considering the playoffs are fast approaching.
0: Yeah. Uh, as a, basically a professional ankle sprainer uh, having basic, <laughs> my, my left ankle is going to
1: say as a professional ankle.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, just a professional ankle sprainer. Uh, I I've suffered all grades of ankle sprain and the, uh, the the grade three usually the grade three is like that first that first good one as a basketball player you, you hear that thing pop and um, that that sidelines you for a while you're on crutches for a while um, the grade two yeah I can see him being out for a couple of weeks and that that probably brings him back uh, at the, the last week of the season so there, we're at what. 11 games left this was game 72
1: right so uh i believe so yeah playoffs usually start around tax day so he's got a couple maybe a little earlier so he's got two weeks two and a half weeks left
0: yep so we're at uh it's the 20 the 20th this game was on so the third april 3rd is two weeks april 10th is three weeks the, the playoffs probably start on the 13th. So if he's not ready by the end of the season, he'll be ready for maybe the beginning of the playoffs. But it, some of it depends on how often guys have sprained their ankles before. Like at this point, like for me, I could completely turn my left ankle and it'll hurt like a mother. And then a day later, two days later, I'm fine. And it's just, if, if you've gone through it, the more you've gone through it, the shorter the recovery time tends to be, so I don't know. It, it could be it could be a, a week, two weeks, three weeks. Who knows with him? We'll see what they say. Uh, but
1: it's Baines. He's Australian. It's going to be a week and a half.
0: Yeah, he he probably wants to play against Charlotte. Uh, but now this this now we're we're now in a position where now without Baines again, it's more of the uh, the. Tice, Robert Williams, uh, backcourt, I mean, uh, frontcourt with problems against, you know, how are they going to go against Indiana? Like, this is going to be a a real issue here for the Celtics. Uh, If they're going to try to get that home court in the first round, they're a game behind the Pacers with two games to play against Indiana. And Baines may miss both of those. And that's going to be, it's going to be hard for them to beat the Pacers without Aaron Baines. So that's, uh, that's going to be difficult. And I, you know, the Celtics would really love to have home court. in at least that first round, it's going to be difficult to make, to, to, to make a run in the playoffs and go road, road, road series. Like that's, that's a lot to ask of a team. And I know people might be sitting there thinking, why are you even look, thinking that far down the road? But, um, I don't know. I think I think the Celtics are going to have a tough time getting this home court now. So we'll see when Baines comes back. Uh, disappointing, but it, who knows with him? So let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show with your tweets, the junk drawer, and Terry Rozier still throwing some serious shade at Philadelphia with a money quote. Uh, you're going to love this one. Stick around for more of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Terry Rozier, one of the players going up to the scrum after the game, and he had uh, probably the quote of the night. So, uh, Jam, you heard it. Why don't you uh... – He
1: said. He said after the game, I thought the confetti was going to drop tonight. A big win for them. Don't want to take nothing away from them, but I thought the confetti was going to drop tonight. And it's just – Fantastic shade from Tito Three Sticks. And I think it, the sh- it actually helps his game. Because after uh, after the game against the Nuggets, he, some Phillies fans were chirping him. And then they said they had won since AI was playing. And then he comes out tonight and was uh, fantastic. One of his better games of the season. 20 points, four of eight from three. Actually started four of four um, from deep. He had some nice points, uh, six straight points uh down the stretch for the Celtics. I think the key to Terry Rozier playing well is just more shit talking, especially being online. He's a millennial. Uh, he's a great poster. Um, I just think he needs to do more of this stuff because it clearly fuels him.
0: Yeah. Oh man, he was. <clears throat> he had. Uh, he was like scary Terry there for a, a stretch in the second quarter. Um, so yeah. When when I, I don't want to make it seem like he, uh, he uh, th- this is the beginning of something. I, I don't know what it is, but the. If he's playing against the Sixers, like, that's the one thing he does well is he plays against the Sixers and plays, like, burns the Sixers. So um, I'm, all, I'm all about Terry Rozier getting significant minutes against Philadelphia. Um, so, yeah, that's. I'll just leave it at that. Why don't we move on to some of the tweets? We ask you to send us your thoughts over the – Twitter machine with the hashtag rain and Jays or rain and junk. Rain and Jays are your quote unquote serious questions. So let's get to some of those, uh, at Jammin, 13 P Al's fourth foul was a bad call. It looked like he was stationary and bead ran into him. It resulted in Ben Simmons converting a three point play of 40 seconds left. That, that was a tough one. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I have to go back. And I mean, if, that, if you
1: don't call it and Embiid throws the ball, like it would have been an Embiid, like losing the ball and throwing it away. It was a, it was then a the 76ers say it's a horrendous call because it's just like one of those ones where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, You're right. It's probably not a like a huge foul on uh, Al, but he's all, you, you can't call a charge on that. You can't call an offensive foul. And so you're really going to just like say it's a turnover. I don't know. I, I, I understand why they called it because it, there was contact and it, it's technically, I think it's technically a block
0: i think if if it wasn't gonna be one of those uh like if he had done that and didn't lose the ball or something they might not have called it but because the contact and he lost the ball it's one of those kind of 50 50 calls i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lose my mind over that one it wasn't a great call but it's it's not like so horribly egregious, but I have to go back and look at it just to confirm my, my take on that. Uh, at Title City, Boston, Will Smart get a suspension for engaging in a little extracurricular activity. Um, it's so hard I to say. Not. I hope not. I hope not, and it's hard to say. Like, I, I have trouble gauging this sometimes. You, you look at that, I, um, the uh, the fight in Toronto with... Uh, Serge Ibaka tried to yeah. pick...
1: Pick up Marquise Chris by his neck and only got two games. So we got three. I really would. I'd okay. still be shocked. He got three. He didn't throw any punches. There was like nothing afterwards. Right,
0: Mar- Marquise Chris got one for throwing the punch at, um, who was it? Ibaka, and I don't know. It depends on what they consider that push, and th- if they consider like Marcus Smart's history, he he's done this before. And he's been fined before. And I would say that probably not, but I, I still also wouldn't be surprised if it was a one game suspension because you can't, you just can't let Marcus smart keep pushing guys in the back all the time. I know we love it. And I know that might come across as slander, but from the NBA's perspective, it's like how many times are you going to let this guy push a guy in the back like that? He's got the flagrant too. He got ejected. They might, try to ramp up the punishment because he's a repeat offender and say, okay, it has been fines before, but now you're going to get a game, which is not just a game. It's also a game check. And that's, that's a lot of money. So it's a lot more than that $50,000 fine. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a game.
1: I would be outraged. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'd be outraged. Sure.
0: That's fair. Um, at Rife Sea, giving the Celtics some great minutes when they really needed them tonight. He did in the third quarter. It was, uh, he was really good. And yeah, so a lot of people are going to be like, play, play Shemi over Mook. I, I don't know that he's there yet.
1: I, maybe, maybe this is an opportunity. Play Hayward over Mook, huh? Yeah, right. That guy, that guy needs to be, he, he did do a nice, uh, treadmill workout today. So I expect him back for the Charlotte game. That, but. Would,
0: that would be big. Uh, at Micah Angelo, up five going into the fourth in a row. No smart, no Baines, no Hayward. I like our chances. Uh, it took everything that they had, everything that they had, to uh, to beat the Celtics there. So uh, I, I like the Celtics' chances. Even even like down the stretch when it was tied, I th- I still thought the Celtics were going to pull it out.
1: Oh yeah, no, I thought they they had a chance uh, pretty much until that Ben Simmons and one, and even. Pretty much until uh, I thought they had a chance until Kyrie got blocked at the end. They, I mean, they it was a very close game, so it was it was pre- actually pretty impressive the way they were able to sustain the kind of Joel and beat came out in the third quarter and especially after that Marcus Smart brouhaha um, came out and was was dominant and the Celtics uh, kind of withstood that and were up five going into the fourth. I thought they did a, a nice job of kind of. Uh, Locking in on defense, the Sixers didn't score field goals for like the, I think it was like the final five minutes of that third quarter. Um, So I thought the Celtics, I did like their chances. It just didn't happen to work out. Uh,
0: That's it for the hashtag. The only other note I have from the game that I wanted to mention was the Terry Rozier, uh, the first, I think it was the first three that he hit. It was a corner three in the second quarter where he brought the ball up and he was aggressive and it, It was going to be one of those, uh, I felt like, where he attacked and was a little too aggressive uh, and and put up like a contested shot from 12 feet away. Instead, he gave it up. He he moved. The ball moved. He got into the corner, got a little bit of a screen, and he hit a wide open corner three. And that's what started him getting hot. And I just wanted to bring that up because Terry Rozier hasn't done that at all this season. But that is a great example of giving the ball up and trusting your teammates and then the ball finding the right person. How many times have I said that on this podcast? I wish Terry Rozier did that more. I hope that comes up in film session so T- Brad Stevens could be like, this, do this more. Do this more and you will have more good games. And it's Terry Rozier is, has been notorious all season for being selfish and trying to get his own shots up. But – that is a great example of it. when you give it up and you make the right play, you have a good chance of getting the ball back, and he did, and that got him going. So I just wanted to make bring that up before we moved on to
1: the junk. I got one more thing along those lines of players doing things well that they need to do more. Jason Tatum, go into the rim. Yeah, Uh he just he caught it and went, or he, he drove on Embiid, he drove on Butler. I just thought he was did a very good job of just taking it and going to the rim. Only attempted two threes tonight. Um, but he was, was five, like, I think just five layups uh, were his other shots. Um, he just needs to keep doing that. I thought it was like, uh, he struggled on defense, as we mentioned, but I thought it was one of his better offensive performances because he's clearly much better. He has a lot of talent going to the rim. So, here, here, Keep doing that. Okay. Junk. Uh, this is junk. We have two about this subject matter from A.M. Matar and Aiden Tomlinson. So this is from uh, AM Al Horford's flinch after Ben Simmons missed off balance floater at the end of the first quarter. In my opinion, international treasure discuss. I like that. <laughs> not a not a question. And then Aiden asks, is that a flinch, Al Horford or an Al Horford flinch at the end of the uh, first quarter buzzer beater? Ben hashtag Ben Simmons is a coward. Now I'm gonna say I didn't notice the flinch, but I did notice Ben Simmons refusing to take a three. And taking a two at the end of the quarter, and then just him being generally scared, and so um, he remains a coward. But I do have to give him credit for supporting Egg Boy from Australia on his shoes. I thought that yeah. was a stand up, a stand up move. I,
0: I agree, yeah. And I did see the Al Horford flinch. There was a sequence there at the end of the first quarter where Kyrie drove against Embiid and did a quick like wrong foot jump layup, and then. Uh, Simmons fired up that buzzer, that buzzer beater. And as the, as the rebound came off, Al flinched as he was running to the bench. So that's a uh, it's classic Al Horford, man. That's that's like the ultimate on court dad joke.
1: It's it's, has it ever been explained why he does it? Is it just like a weird he's, reaction that he has? He
0: does it. He's, he says he he does it because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> he's, okay yeah he's he has said it i i can google it uh but he, i think yeah he said that um i do it's it like it's it like owning them because they missed <laughs> it keeps guys loose he does it he does it at the free throw line uh and he's like yeah it keeps guys loose
1: that's classic i like that a lot i didn't know that i thought it was just like a weird tick but if he's doing it intentionally that's great
0: yeah he's doing um, this. i mean if you google it it's it, there's a thing where he explains Uh, here, here's the quote. I'll read you the quote. I just try to keep it loose sometimes for the guys. The guy, the game is so serious at times. I take it very serious, but there are times that you put things in perspective. That's something I've been doing for years. I kind of stopped doing it. The other night I was just messing around. I started doing it and that's, that's it. That's
1: there you go. All right. This is from Commodore, Matt Decker and beat is massive. He makes Baines look like all of Tasmania. Uh, I mean, I, I don't disagree. It's, it's really just difficult to to guard him. He seemed to be a lot more physical with the Celtics tonight, and maybe that was the reason he got the, kind of the, the more favorable whistle. Um, I don't know. I thought the refs were the ones who were cowards. After last game where Embiid said they fucking sucked, <laughs> uh, it feels like they really uh, kind of gave into that. Uh, and so, I don't know. I think in the playoffs where everything slows down and gets a little more physical – I don't know if these two teams match up and right now it doesn't look like they'll really be aligned in the same bracket, but I don't know if he's going to be get as friendly as a whistle, but uh, more ref talk from James Beard. These refs are some real junk, are raining some real junk right now. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, there's uh, one tweet. I'm not going to say who it was, but he's talking about how Jimmy Butler plays against the Celtics and there's a picture of a garbage fire. It's like, Oh man, a little, uh, a little early for that one. Um, and then the rest is just people complaining about free throw. So I, I don't feel like the need to <laughs> <laughs> need to go into that, which brings us to the jam, which which jam of the game maybe sponsored by Welch's. They did reach out today on Twitter. So the fine people of Welch's, you are could sponsor, the jam, which which jam of the game. And tonight it goes to Aaron Baines, who dunked a pick and roll from Kyrie Irving. Great dunk. And a great jam, just as delicious as a Welch's Jam Witch peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No crust, but it's delicious. Find it in your frozen food aisle. That's the Jam Witch Witch Jam of the game.
0: <laughs> I, what, once we get that thing down, there's no way the Welch's can't sponsor that. That's that's beautiful. That's perfect.
1: What you just did was poetic. I'll even we need to isolate that bit. And send it to them. Oh, if we had some intro music too, that'd be funky. Yeah,
0: I can. I can do a jam Jamwich production thing. I can make that.
1: All right, let's do it. Yeah. Um, we just gotta isolate that part because I hope Welch is a family company. Doesn't listen to the rest of my uh, junk drawer because I'm looking at my uh, the this, the end of my junk drawer. My final note is just Al Horford is pure sex. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I can I can isolate that. And I'll tweet it out from the uh, the Rain and Jays account and tag it. That,
1: that sounds, him that sounds in fantastic. Tweet. We're gonna get
0: we're gonna get that grape juice money, baby.
1: I hope so. Um, I, relatively short junk tour. I feel like I mentioned a number of other things. Uh, JJ Reddick can't take a charge to save his life. I Feel like he got uh got just got dominated early in the first half. Um, Red Panda stinks. Uh, Bed Franklin the dog he also stinks. All he does is climb on a ladder. Uh, Semi uh I thought he had a nice hustle play to end the third quarter. I believe uh, it was awesome work because he went, he was jumping for a loose ball, and James Ennis was running, and he ran into uh, Ojala, who was in midair and fell over. And I was just like, man, that guy's strong. Um, and then finally, just uh, this is more of a, a regular observation, but every Joel Embiid three-point attempt is a win for the Celtics.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the, the goal. And he loves taking those things. Uh, I thought that he would take a few more in the fourth quarter. Uh, so credit to him for not falling back into that habit, but that's something that he definitely would, um, would have done in past games. So yeah, he, that's, that's a huge win for the Celtics.
1: Yeah, no, I thought he was, he tired out and so, I mean, I guess you can say the Sixers are clearly like a better team because Embiid wasn't great in the fourth quarter, and they can go to guys like Harrison Butler. But, um, you know, if Embiid's going to tire himself out, I think, and the Celtics are going to have full strength, I think they're they're still going to have the advantage uh, moving forward. But now that I think about it, this is probably the last time they're going to play unless they, they meet in the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, unless, yeah, that's um, the way the seating's working out. Because they're pretty much locked up the third seed at this point. Um, boy, that's disappointing. We might not see the Sixers anymore this season.
1: Uh, yeah, That's too bad. Well, maybe maybe they can make it to the finals, but I don't know. The playoffs are going to be good. The season is quite long, and I get upset every time the Celtics have like a long stretch of no games. But, man, it, they just need to get to the playoffs already. I feel like the, the Celtics are also kind of in that mode. They clearly got up tonight for the... Um, the Sixers game, but it's like, it's going to be interesting to see how they play down the stretch playing a good take. Other than the games against the Pacers. And I think they have a game against the Spurs. There's a lot of games against some nothing teams. It'll be interesting to see their, their effort level and how serious they take these games, uh, especially down the stretch and see how important home court is, because maybe I could just see this. I being like, we can beat the Pacers no matter what. Um, let's just like rest. They, they can beat,
0: just about anybody, if they play to their capacity, if they play a hundred percent, if they're fully healthy and they play like they're supposed to play, they can beat anybody. But the question is doing that, that's the problem. And the, the way they've played on the road, generally speaking has been problematic. And so getting, getting home court and Hey, on top of everything, why not have the potential for, four home games uh, instead of two and, getting a little extra money for your owners, <laughs> you know, which yeah,
1: respects has enough money.
0: Yeah. It's enough money, but I'm just saying throw, throw a little something the, the team's way to help them pay that luxury tax bill. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Just why not play more games at home? Why not? Why are you going to go travel on the road? Try to try to, you know, the, the,
1: the best way to play more games at home is to keep winning series. It's true. That is then true. you're guaranteed two more every time. There you go. All right.
0: Well, We'll see how it goes, and hopefully we'll be doing post-game podcasts well into June. Uh, but if uh, you're going to have to subscribe if you're not a subscriber to find out if we do. So please subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you are not a subscriber, or if you are a subscriber, give us that five-star rating. Give us that good review and share the podcast. Tell everybody to listen to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Yeah, is packing and J. King. Locked On Celtics.